passage from decadence two copyright copyright symbol 2020 by jz luciano published by jz luciano united states of america formatting and book design by pink moon books all rights reserved no part of this book may be reproduced in any form or by any electronic or mechanical means including information storage and retrieval systems without written permission from the author except for the use of brief quotations in a book review table of contents prologue bart and stella one one at first glance three two dinner for two eleven three carnal game changer 19 or the finale or the beginning 24 5 invitation to sunday brunch 29 6 verbal sparring match 35 the 7th of march madness 43 8 entering the no limit soldier 49 9 hidden perils 56 10 a threat matrix emerges 61 11 the lotus bomb 72 12 defeating designing women 77 13 collateral damages 84-14 Ingenuity and Intuition 90-15 Afternoon Delight 107-16 An Enchanted Evening 117-17 A Disenchanted Evening 125-18 Invitation to the Master Suite 145 Passage from Decadence V 19 Capricious Acts the office scene 15520 during the office visit 16521 old school divas lessons 17222 of passage and bondage 19623 race to rapture and reprobation 20724 enter the dapper dan 218 also by j luciano 235 about the author 236 1 prologue bart and stella ladies and gentlemen I am MSG, Master Sergeant, November Lynn Graves, retired, from the United States Army. Myself and my best friend, confidant, and trusted agent have returned home from the war-torn provinces of the Middle Eastern Theatre. What a time we had, I might add. Just check with the broken-hearted officers, five clicks down the way they gave us some great times, and great loving, for that matter. That woman knows she is something else, Stella Ann, but I love it. Learned a great deal from that girl. Some of the shit she taught has gotten me through the rough times of my life. And rough times they were, ladies and gentlemen. I am here to narrate the story of my veteran sister, Battle Buddy, as we vets like to refer to each other, SFC, Sergeant First Class, Stella and Kelly, aka the Ice Princess, or the Iron Duchess in our more intimate circles. Unlike traditional love stories or romantic encounters, this is a romantic tale filled with fire-breathing hedonists, narcissists, and crazy, but lovable neurotics way above the bell curve. These primal beings took pleasure seeking to its vertical limit, without losing one ounce of breath. Damn. That takes a certain type of mindset and skill many wish they had all possessed. Yet, her story is no less epoch. Bart and Stella were those type of hardcore personalities where their love had to evolve, from power struggles the likes of which the modesties of most folks would be. L. Passage from Decadence. 2. Shocked, beyond comprehension. It would take a soldier to love like that y'all. Unfortunately, sometimes it is just our way to love hard and crazy. That is, their love was not destined, it was practically ordained. However, for this love to endure it would have to fight the good fight, waging a type of emotional and mental guerrilla warfare between two, would be, lovers. This was the way it had to be for it to survive. In the end, however, this love had an objective, to live, die, and then resurrect itself. Nonetheless, the casualties and collateral damage would live on in each life it touched. A love that nearly assassinated Bart and Stella, in both a literal mental and emotional sense. Fundamentally, this was the pathway forward emotionally, for my battle buddy. Bart, on the other hand, was a horse of a different colour. The gentleman was put on that proverbial pedestal, knocked off, then allowed to sit there again, only to have life knock his ass back off again, battle buddy number one caught him every time. It is simply our way, soldiers that is. It is a sort of, leave no one behind, 
kind of a mentality. Let us not forget, honor and courage are always matterings of the bone. Think about it. Still, he never lost too much favor with Stella. She always chose to view Bart's antics through rose-colored glasses, even if it meant to her detriment. Stella always preferred the bite of life over the kiss of it. This was just her way. In a sense, Bart and Stella were made for each other, even if they could only bear to be with one another no more than 72 hours at a time, which for the rest of us meant just a simple weekend hookup. You got to love these two. But let me delve in a little further. 3. Chapter 1 At First Glance T. First Glance, Stella and Bart were an odd couple of sorts, yet there were peculiar qualities about the couple that made their match complete. In appearance the two lovers could not have been more opposite. Stella is a tall, statuesque woman with a gorgeous, caramel, creamy and mocha-enriched complexion, that made one think of a sinfully rich and truculent dessert. She is the type of woman who walks into the room, and all eyes are immediately on her, because of the woman's stellar and commanding presence and posture. Some within her tightly woven and intimate circle felt that she had a body created for the finer things in life. Shit, she really did. Stella Anne agreed, of course, with their reviews wholeheartedly. No one ever said that she was modest. The spicy vixen knew, innately, that she exuded confidence accompanied by a smoldering sultry disposition, which she used to her advantage, at every opportunity. Couple that with an I do not give a flying fuck. Kinder attitude, and the lady only becomes more desirable, to men. Especially, Stella simply possessed a talent very few women have the pleasure of beholding. She could merge feminine and masculine qualities together to produce one deliciously intoxicating and alluring mixture. Because of this refined talent, suffice it to say, this Iron Duchess was never in a shortage of would-be suitors, ever. Stella was no lightweight when the opportunity presented. A. Passage from Decadence. 4. Itself to vie for power, and true to form, this woman would only entertain the company of adjutant military officers, post-level, and beyond, or corporate America's most powerful and successful eligible single men, and unhappily married professionals. The Iron Duchess, better yet, the Ice Princess did not play. However, whenever she did, it was for damn keeps. Her philosophy, when it came to married men, was simple, it is cheaper to keep her, and vice versa. This was, often, the unspoken code between her and would-be suitors. The distinguished gentleman hidden on her a crackberry, and little black book adored and admired her for it, some literally salivated at the thought of a woman sharing their more masculine dating rules of engagement. Among her steadier bows this was a featured attraction. As for Bart, his sleek masculine statue of a body was always camouflaged by his shark suits, but oh, what lay underneath all that? Detailed tailoring. Being a marathon runner, his body was ripped. And cut to the point of zero body fat, literally. Bart's skin was as smooth as butter, with a gorgeous olive tone, Eastern European roots. The salt and pepper hairs on his chest laid softly, and close to his beautiful sexy body. Often, he likes to lick his lips slowly, until they dripped with moisture from his long, long tongue. A girl would quickly lose her concentration. And there was no exception for those juicy-ass lips, either. More or less. To his credit what the gentleman lacked in traditional southern breeding, he made up for in financial firepower and professional charisma, the likes of very few southern gents in and around the Atlanta metro. Make no mistake, however, he was still the quintessential gentleman's gentleman. Moreover, he knew it, and flaunted it most audaciously. Of course, Stella and ate it up. After all, my buddy was pretty much the female version of himself. They were like moths to that quintessential flame. Drawn in. In addition to his charm and a beautiful set of piercing. Hazel green eyes, he had those penetrating glares, no pun intended, that made women think carnal thoughts before they were able to catch themselves.
and catch themselves, they would couple that. Passage from Decadence. Five. With the fact that Bart was a fucking delicious torment, totally unattainable. However, unbeknownst to all the ladies, Mr. Bart had a deep and deliciously hedonic fetish for a certain type of woman. She had to be of ethnic origins. Because those type of girls were the sexiest and most intriguing to him. They fed his fetishes and psyche, the likes of water the cells of his body. Of course, black, Hispanic, Russian, and women from the Eastern European bloc threw up a few hallelujahs once they became aware of this notion. Because, those types, Mr. Bart opened his wallet too, the likes of Wall Street's morning opening bell. And there were seldom any stock market crashes, so to speak. Eventually, his Stellan would become his own personal sensual and fiscal hedge fund, literally. He wanted that damn girl like a millionaire wanting his first schooner yacht. And vice versa, in a sense. Of course, for vastly different reasons. Pleasure seekers, you gotta love them. The verdict was in from the word go, they were an extremely attractive duo. However, that is not the law of physical attraction that drew the two would-be lovers towards one another. Many of the couple's colleagues and intimate acquaintances, on the outside of this fiery mix, concluded that the common thread between this odd couple was not only the fact that they were two of a kind, but they were what would be called by a polite society, modern-day libertines. They weren't the Marquis de Chardet's type of libertines, no, more a mixture of hedonistic and pleasure-seeker types. What I, personally, would describe Battle Buddy Number 1 and Mr. Bart, as is, D.R. Carl Gustav Jung type of libertines. Because, unlike most of us, their attraction never began with emotions, first, the object of their obsessions and affections always suborned itself from deep within their psyches. The allele was even more powerful and carnivorous. It fed that inexplicable hunger, hiding within the corridors of both their cognitive spaces. To put it lightly, Bart possessed the uncanny and innate ability to draw Stella out of her carefully constructed comfort zone to a place where few of us dare to embark mentally, down that dark. Passage from Decadence. 6. And perilous rabbit hole and emotional path for unrealized fantasies, with adventure in the driver's seat. Of course, the sensually narcissistic power associated with it is always pulling up the rear. Most intellects know this as intrepid emancipation, so to speak. You see, Bart and Stellan's unexposed vulnerabilities continually taunted and coveted their cognitive freedoms. This desire, no, unbridled need to experience everything with an unrestrained type of attitude and aptitude, slowly hurdled the couple into a fantastic world of erotic and exotic exploration, in a manner neither Bart nor Stella had ever experienced, in either of their lifetimes, literally. This revelation only served as a catalyst for pushing the proverbial envelope as far to the outer limits of the reservation as it would go, without going off that proverbial cliff. So, the would-be lovers thought. Until that one infamous day, when their libertinism decided to level itself up. Foolishly, the lovers imagined that only one of them within their sacred pleasure pact would dominate the other, at minimal cost emotionally and mentally. Very foolishly, of course. They were terribly unsuccessful at that, not out of carelessness. It was both the lovers' unspoken goal maximum sensual overdrive. This is where their calculating attributes hit the subject emotional, philosophical, and psychological benchmark. For whatever reason, the jury is still out on that one. That is where the couple's true synergy for living existed. A truth revealed to their social circle by Bart and Stella's own mouths. Hey, love, we'll chart a path where not even wolves would dare to. Pray, so says Lord Byron. Furthermore, Bart's purse seemed limitless, there was not a moment during the courtship that he would not use this attribute and fucking privilege to his advantage. 
However, unlike the women who preceded her, Stella's constant tug-of-war for controlling interest in their relationship only propelled Bart to stride with all the strength he could muster to give her everything she desired materially, financially, and above all erotically. Their interaction with one another became a knot's landing saga and prototype for lust. Passage from Decadence 7. Power, control, and of course, an unbridled capacity for that dark love. That said, the perpetual progression of these perilous attributes, by the relationship's end, served to only strengthen their more dormant sensual resolves. Especially, with Stellan's darkest demons, PTSD. Those gifts she brought home from the Middle Eastern theater, compliments of Uncle Sugar, the military. In the end to the victor would go the spoils. Both, Bart, and Stella were uniquely aware of this impending doom, but chose very coyly to ignore it. Selfish inclinations are powerful. To this day, the couple sincerely believes that their initial encounter was either a strange twist of fate, or simply one of life's unexplainable destinies. Bart believed the latter, Stella on the other hand believed in the initial assumption. However, this thought is undeniable by either party Stella, and Bart were destined for one another, whether the couple embraced it or not. I believe my battle buddy and Mr. Bart were made for one. Another sensually, idyllically, and philosophically. I believe that wholeheartedly, y'all. Because together, theirs were the darkest of minds primarily and carnally. The couple met one cold December night in 2003, at a popular hangout in Butthead called Twist, nicknamed by many of its repetitive patrons as the Meat Locker, closed now, if you live in and around Metro Atlanta there is no stretch of the imagination there. Inside, a very cool, confident, and mentally exhausted Bart. Stood at the bar, in a long-length black leather trench coat, ordering his favorite concoction of spirits double shots of Seagram's Seven and Seven Up totally oblivious, for the moment. Meanwhile, a very nonchalant Stellaran sat at the very end of the bar ordering her favorite poison Macallan 18-year-old single malt scotch on the rocks, with a chaser filled to the rim of Drambai, no frou-frou-ass drinks for her, trying day. Of course, just order a fucking rusty nail girl, like we used to, before we set out to decompress, destroy, and dismantle those fine. Passage from Decadence 8. As horny officers, five clicks down the road. Shit. I am no Paul, but some of those officers took me on a journey to Damascus, and I saw more than the damn light, as did SFE Kelly. Back to her story. The music played loud as usual, but for some reason the beat began to calm and soothe the would-be couple. And it was just what the doctor ordered, mentally and emotionally. Things were looking up. But that was the fucking meat market for you, Twist. That damn establishment was the best. We staggered out of that bitch into many a stretched limo, better yet low crawled, and on many a weekday night. Fun times. After a few sips and some inconspicuous glances, the couple's eyes finally locked upon one another. Bart turned towards Stella with a friendly smile and wink. Rather than smile back, she winked at him as she slowly raised her glass to salute him. The gentleman became most intrigued and curious by the woman's gesture. He wanted to know why she would not return a smile, and true to form, he made his way to the end of the bar to inquire why the lady felt that he was not worthy of her returning the gesture of a smile. Straight narcissist, Bart. Hello. May I inquire why such a beautiful young lady refuses to return a smile, back at me? Am I not worthy of such a gesture tonight, says the rake. His smile lit up that entire section of that bar. It seems we both have had a very mentally charged and exhaustive day. Smooth bastard. I would fall for that shit too, cognitive elitist. Stella responded first with a demure little smirk, second with an accompanying smile which seemed to stream across her face rather rapidly. At the same time, her eyes lit up like the Christmas lights and ornaments, which decorated the bar. Suddenly, the sparks between the engaging strangers began to bounce off everything and everybody in their line of sight, loss. 
whichever offensive tactic Bart pulled from his dating. Passage from Decadence 9. Arsenal seemed to be working like a charm. The object of his attraction, Battle Buddy Number 1, slowly lowered her defensive cover and appeared receptive to his disarming ploy for her undivided attention. There was a definite strange and ardent element at work, which prompted the would-be lovers to keep their more formal public personas at bay. Nonetheless, at that moment neither stranger could explain or pinpoint it. However, the rest of the real world recognizes it as simple fate. No way in hell, Stellaran could resist that type of gentleman, especially with balls that big. Bart never let up on the unsuspecting beauty, allowing his advances to pierce her protective armor, as if he were attempting to close the deal truth be known that was his primary objective, exactly. If you were to ask me, I would have thought him to be a bit predatory, not battle buddy number one. That bitch was always fearless or you gotta love it. Out of nowhere, Stella stretched her long muscular arm toward the gentleman and signaled for Bart to come in closer. Though he tried to hide it, his eyes gave him away immediately. Just like that, Stella slowly began to change the home court advantage of Mr. Bart's dating rules of engagement. Looking him dead center of his line of sight to loss, which seemed to be glaring directly at the charming beauty's robust bosom, the lady made her move duplicative of most pitchmen. Stella was a corporate sales and marketing executive, it could not be helped. True to form, the tenaciously astute beauty went in for the kill. You obviously aren't acquainted with the dating rules of engagement, my handsome friend or are you respectively a little off your A-game tonight? The confidant lady recanted in a most sensual whisper. Fucking ballsy as ever. She never stopped smiling sinisterly. Her intent was to deflate, deflect, but engage him to follow her lead. It worked. The gentleman was taken, not only by the element of surprise, but by her brazenness, as well. Bart stood courteous and silent as he watched the beauty. Passage from Decadence 10. Gather her belongings to depart. At the same time, she allowed a slight chuckle to escape her lips. That is one clever woman and fucked up dating vixen. Love it though. This was the catalyst for Bart. It gave the unsuspecting fella a serious hard-on, which he had to hide discreetly, with his leather trench coat. Unbeknownst to Mr. Bart, leather, pearls, diamonds, and sapphires were Stella and secret fetish and olive-skin-toned gentlemen, Italian, French, and Eastern European most especially. The lady could not help salivating at the lips for a witty response. I am sorry. You mistake me for a woman who's interested in sparring tonight. The beautiful stranger stood at the bar, gobbling down the last of her drink, tossed the bartender a 50 for a $17 drink, and proceeded to exit the bar she had fat ass pockets. Suddenly, that pretentious beauty stopped center mass of Bart's line of sight, again. Okay, Mr. Gubar, work with that nickname for now, I will give you one last chance for redemption. This mysterious beauty wore a smile on her face at that moment, which could freeze a runaway freight train, dead in its tracks. And she knew it. I have to leave this bar, right the fuck now, sorry. I can't stand the loud and lewd lyrics of the music, way too misogynistic for my taste. She smiled, but there in her eyes was a type of seriousness Bart recognized immediately. I'm heading to Beluga's, closed now. You have one last chance tonight to redeem yourself. Stella never stopped smiling, however, the firmness never left her voice either, like her masculine counterparts, she exited the building with the same arrogant and alluring swagger. It was the type of swagger men never get when it comes to women. Yet Bart did. He was lit like a hot landing zone, LZ. Stella and was always purposeful in gesture. Especially when it came to potential new bows. I would welcome the opportunity to engage you further in. Conversation tonight, provided you are up for the challenge of course. The brazenly tempered beauty kissed him on the cheek. Passage from Decadence 
11. And allowed herself the privilege of slipping further into his personal space both to intimidate and to impress him before leaving the venue. It worked. Bye for now, my handsome friend. Stella turned away and proceeded to exit Twist as expeditiously as possible without looking back a single time. On purpose, of course. Total fucking corporate barbarian at the gate move. How befitting or her. Passage from Decadence. 12. 13. Chapter 2 Dinner 4-2. Recollect, rather vividly, Stella's rendition of a warm spring night in Atlanta, Georgia a few years ago, when the two, she and Bart, met for dinner, and a simple evening of sensual pleasure. This event happened about eight to ten weeks after their initial encounter. Though they were dating in full swing by then, dinner out every night, the relationship was still finding its pace. But not fast enough for Mr. Bart. That damn boy had an agenda, from the word go. Looking back, I believe the couple was captured early in the evening's mystical appeal. Because it seemed as if it were one of those Georgia nights when the full moon hung in the sky pregnant with, shall we say, possibilities. As the pair excitedly met for dinner on the patio of Majano's, the air was perfumed with a strange ambience and beguiling allure. Never underestimate Georgia moonlit nights, ever. Stella wondered if the allure was the heated magnetism between Bart and herself, or the stellar sensual disposition of the man sitting across from her. Bart was like no one she had ever met before. In her mind's eye the gentleman would be like no man she would ever afford herself the chance to meet again, so she thought, there was this something Bart had that sent Stella into orbit every time he stared deeply into her eyes, but what could it have been she often wondered silently to herself. Girl, skills, skills. Financially and professionally, Bart was successful, smart. I... Passage from Decadence. 14. And funny all done with an I don't give a damn attitude that she could simply not resist or deny. Plus, Mr. Bart's wealth and tenacity seduced the Iron Duchess, Stella, in a manner that melted the ice around her cold, cold heart. He teased her with the promise of things to come, and she could not help but go wherever he led her. It is, perhaps, this attraction that led her down that perilous road. It started with a damn phone call. Looking at Stella wickedly, Bart casually suggested that he call one of his associates to join them for the evening's festivities. Stella was shocked by the offer, but took the challenge on with panache. Never let it be said that our girl ever backed down from a dare from any man. Bart wanted and needed to ruffle her feathers just a bit. He wanted her vulnerable, weakened, but most of all, he needed her to submit. Yet, on his terms. Boy, you are about to learn a lesson, and do not even know. It. Stellan is a shitstorm poised to happen, at all times. Careful. How you handle her. An associate, hem. Male or female, she inquired coolly. Oh, female, she and I go way back, he replied, watching her. Do what you like. I, or rather we, could stand for a little decadence this evening. Stella took a sick of Merlot to hide her. Nervousness. Bart responded by pulling out his cell phone and dialing the number that would change everything. It was a call to Julia with an invitation to come out to the dance. It was, of course, the waltz into a world of unspeakable decadence. I am sure that Stella now wonders with bewilderment, what in the hell was she thinking? Yet, her curiosity got the best of that analytical mind of hers. She had to know if Bart, this object of her perfection and obsession, would go through with this, and if so, in what manner would he conduct himself? She also needed to know to what depths she could go, in the name of desire and adventure. What dangerous games pleasure-seekers often play in the name of sensuality, when matters of the heart are at stake. Well, Miss Julia was all too willing to come out and play with. Passage from Decadence 15. Our Thrill Seekers As the two titans finished the last of the wine, 
Bart signaled for the check. Stella applied her NARS, ruby red, lipstick as he pulled out his wallet to pay for dinner. She noticed his look of displeasure and raised her eyebrows questioningly. Bart, with his usual charm, smiled and told her that he had forgotten his American Express black card. Baby, can you get it this time? I'll take care of you later, he said, still smiling. Whether he would honor it or not, Stella didn't appreciate it, however, she never allowed it to show on her face. First fucking red flag, as far as she was concerned. Stella pulled out her own Amex and wondered if this was a sign, but pushed it out of her mind. She was an analytical woman, she had no time for such foolishness, but was gracious not to allow her discernment to disrupt the trajectory of the evening. Moreover, instinctively she could realize the prognosis of Bart's intent, yet she chose to ignore it, at least for that place in time. With their tap paid the two were well underway, with Julia en route. As the car sped along the highway, Stella began to wonder what this Julia person would look like. She hoped that she would be a person of class and not some common hood rat. The term made her smile. A very curious frown appeared on Bart's face. Okay, okay, tell me what is so funny to you. I will give you a hundred bucks for that thought, betcha I know what it is. Oh, I'm just looking forward to our evening, she said sweetly. Really? He said, clearly not believing her in the least. Of course, she replied cynically. The look in her eyes said so much, but men are naive creatures at times. That boy did not get the memo. He was now a child at Christmas, almost. Typical alpha male. Bart smiled, yet said nothing more. He would see how much. She was looking forward to this evening when they arrived at the hotel, affording Stella the opportunity to fully scrutinize her competition of the night. Careful Bart, be very careful. The Passage from Decadence 16. Gentlemen grew ever impatient, wondering what such an analytical mind like Stella's would conclude about Miss Julia. He could not restrain the smirk from emerging upon his face. One would guess, from a male perspective, his balls were growing to the size of watermelons. In retrospect, that must be a guy thing. The imperiled couple turned off the highway and drove to an upscale yet discreet hotel off the beaten path. The Saint Regal, of course, waiting in the parking lot on this cool and enigmatic night rather impatiently for Julia to arrive were Bart and Stella. It did not take long, at all, she pulled up behind Bart's BMW a few minutes later. Everyone began to slowly ascend out of their respective vehicles, and introductions were made. Between Julia and Stella, there was an instant and blatant disdain for one another. This disdain had nothing, whatsoever, to do with the gentleman at the center of all the excitement and intrigue. The disdain was toward each other for not knowing their prospective place. Libertines. Stella looked at Julia with mild disdain, okay unadulterated disdain, for a reason. The girl was a little ghetto, which surprised Stella a bit. Tall, thin, typical of Bart's dating girl types, she apparently tried to buy class with designer trappings. She was pretty in no doubt, in an average way, with shoulder-length hair and big light brownish-green eyes. Stella realized that Julia had a certain animal appeal that any man would respond to, something about her that begged to be fucked, and she worked it for all it was worth. Stella realized, at that moment, that she was in a type of pseudo-boxing match, and she was in the underdog contender-like trouble. At least, from a primitive and lustful perspective. Underdog or not, Stella's mindset was ride or die, so to speak. Total dating threat matrix in a sense. As for Julia, her hatred of Stella came from a place deep inside her that made her acknowledge that no matter how many high-end trinkets and things she purchased, she would never measure up to this woman all she possessed, from a competitive passage from decadence. 17. Perspective was her sexuality and youth, that was fading fast, which she would play to the fullest. 
I really do not believe Julia understood the cold alabaster stone of a woman she was dealing with. Stella and ex was half Italian. That family taught her everything she needed to know about revenge and survival. Especially, Uncle Antonio and Uncle Paulie. No shit, I swear. His name was Paulie, and he groomed Stella and well. Sometimes you have to bite the bullet, before using it, in order to know your target, Uncle Paulie. The trio made their way to the quaint room that Bart had called ahead and reserved. They wasted no time in getting their quest underway. The women made themselves comfortable by disrobing in a most provocative way to entice the man before them. With each piece of clothing Stella dropped to the floor served as a tempest and catalyst, raising her angst and ire to its vertical limit. In hindsight, she needed to feel that sting of the night, not the sweet primal kiss of it. That bitch was pissed as hell, but you could hardly see it. But to more scrutinizing eyes I knew better. Stella Anne was not herself, so to speak. Though cognitively aware, in a sense. Battle buddy number one, from a mental perspective, was back in that infamous night. That night of a thousand horrors and lives. You could tell by her dilated pupils that the 800-pound gorilla was now her shadow, mentally. And on his shoulders were two stars. A stark reminder of that damn Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde of a general and his cohorts that ravaged her body and trust that long infamous night. If you looked closer you could see Stella and falling into a type of mental abyss, again. Bart was none the wiser. Stella watched Bart covertly as he played with Julia's long torso and peaches of breast. Little did Bart know that this was a test, so to speak. Stella knew that she was playing with fire, but she had to. No, and this was the only way to find out. Curiosity, she would. Learn is sometimes another name for heartbreak. Then again, how do you break the heart of a hard cold bitch, already broken? My battle buddy number one did not play. She always insisted that a woman must, always, play the long game, and for keeps. Stella, being the smart thinker that she was, lay in the other. Passage from Decadence 18. Bed, pretending to be overly intoxicated. She had four doubles of single malt scotch earlier. Bart and Julia, thinking she had passed out, decided to have their own little party. Stella's is might as well have been her eyes, as she heard each kiss and careless whisper exchanged between them. At that point her angst turned to pure bloodthirst. She wished like hell that she could take herself somewhere else mentally and emotionally as she stared at the wall. Her heart tightened and froze each time she heard Julia's moan of pleasure, yet she could not deny the surge of desire below her waist. Her one thought was, I cannot wait until this fucking bullshit is over, but carnal curiosity taunted her relentlessly. In a bold move, she flipped over, and what she witnessed will plague her for the rest of her born days. Because, that scene embedded itself, for life, into her recall. Memory for an infinity. Yet, she did not regret it. Stella and preferred that fucking bite of life, versus its kiss. PTSD sufferers need that darkness and pain to feel alive, sometimes. It is difficult to explain, yet understandable by like-minded animals. I, myself, understand it but could never explain it to the world outside of our community. You guys just pray, drop your judgment, and understand, please. There they were, Bart and Julia, caught up in their own private world of sexual bliss. Stella had thought that she would be witnessing two people having sex, but that visual was so much worse. Before her eyes were two people making beautiful love, completely in harmony with each other. Stella's heart screamed out with agony, but she knew that she had to hold it together. She would not go down without a fight and patiently waited. Then that moment came when she almost broke. Bart was all over Julia like a man possessed, his hands glided over her thin brown skin as if it were the finest of delicacies and could not be rushed. I mean, he was really into that skinny tart who looked like a model on heroin. Stella was set ablaze inside, 
No. This motherfucker didn't, but he did. Not another sucker for a pretty face. She could only wonder and debate silently to herself. Passage from Decadence. 19. Because Stellaran, being Stellaran, she was not about to let the Gaiden flag hit the ground, military thing. Not in front of those two sons of bitches, who seemed to have forgotten she was in the room. My battle buddy number one watched as Bart headed southward on Julia's body, and gently parted her legs, to give her the one pleasure that all women desire from men. Julia arched her lower body to meet Bart's wandering tongue, and Stella lay there in a pool of tears, ever so silent. She wondered how Bart could open that side of his sexuality to the likes of Julia. As she watched the couple, Julia turned her head to face a wounded Stella, with a look of triumph. She had beaten the perfect and prudish Stella, and she wanted the bitch to know it. Little girl, oh mwyyy, god. You know not what you have just done. Stella was stunned by Julia's overly confident and arrogant demeanor, but knew what she had to do. Another woman had just invaded her private space. Stella, the girl who had once felt special, was now in the same category with a woman like Julia. A bitch she loathed, instantly. Her power and standing had been stripped from her in one bold move, and that simply would not do. She mentally threw back her shoulders and prepared for what was to come next. Though this simple act of decadence lasted only around 30 minutes, for Stella it was an eternity in a private purgatory. Each moan, each scream, was like a knife in her heart that she had to sit there and take. It took all her self-control not to run from that hotel, and never look back. Yet, she sat there, praying that time would go faster. Time chose not to listen. Instead, Grandfather Time chose to torture her emotionally. Finally, Bart turned to Stella with a kiss bearing the stench of Julia's body all over it, simultaneously slipping on a new Trojan raincoat. Stella wanted to scream, but she held on and returned his kiss. She maintained her composure as he entered her body and began to seduce and make love with her, while Stella's mind taunted her with the fact that she was being offered sloppy seconds. As he moved rhythmically in and out of her, Stella's heart bled nails, profusely. The pain was so great that she went numb inside, yet her passage from decadence. 20. Body went through the motions of this erotically heinous act. Deep down, Stella Ann knew that she was on the verge on a complete mental and emotional meltdown. The fragmented beauty felt her guts and psyche utterly and completely plateau, mentally. Only, at that point, did her subconscious stealthily acknowledge this. The one who thought herself to be so daring was now humbled and powerless. For Stella, this loss of power was overwhelming. The task that was laid before her would have been simple had she been performing under different circumstances, but that was not to be. Her heart and her pride were so twisted up in this, that she could hardly breathe. Nonetheless, Stella was nothing if not a soldier, and she forced herself to perform this erotic task by the numbers. I had seen her this way only twice, to my memory. She was in trouble, big trouble, both emotionally and mentally. As she began to count backwards from a hundred mentally. To gain control, she gazed at Bart in total shock, and all shell. Shocked almost. I really wonder how she kept so cool and calm during her emotional turmoil. Her very spirit was on fire, but deep within her soul, the desire, no, need, to top the act of passion she had just witnessed ruled her every move. Stella knew that there was one way to do this, and one way only. She set her eyes evenly with Bart's and slowly leaned toward him as her hands scaled the soft hairs that covered his chest. Stella's hands are soft, yet strong, and she used them to her advantage by massaging the hardness of his chest and focusing on the sensitivity of his areola. She noticed him responding to her touch as he began to gently squeeze her upper arm and close his eyes in utter cultivation. Before he could completely close them, she wrapped her lips vigorously around his nipple and began to suckle him inward, literally lifting him off the bed. 
The gentleman underneath her nearly lost his fucking mind from the stimulating sensation. Mr. Bart's very soul was a flaming red heart. He wanted no release from this lustful captivity. None whatsoever. 21. Chapter 3 Carnal Game Changer Art was so surprised by the kiss form his dear Stella he rose a quarter way off the bed, but Stella, being as cunning and pissed as she was, used this element of surprise to flip him on his back, pinned him easily, and press him against the bed. She could feel his heart race and knew that the ball was now in her court. Stella, at that very moment, knew that she would never be more primal than she was, right at that second. She began to claw and tear at Bart's body with her teeth and nails, determined to leave no stone unturned. Bart, in the middle of indescribable ecstasy, failed to realize that he had entered the jungle where Stella was queen. Her fever for revenge and power had culminated to the ultimate high, and she would not come down until all acknowledged that she reigned supreme. The heat was on. Mr. Bart, in turn, delivered a sensual stroke of genius, which made Stella's very being ache and beckoned to receive his pleasure. He kissed her golden brown moist and mocker enriched skin after a long run of animalistic taunting, his fingers were like long talons scaling her softly and purposely. His glare upon her flesh was so tender and wanting. The kisses were riddled in moist succulent ecstasy as they suckled her long torso, here and there. Of course, sending quivers and shivers up and down Stella and spine. Her responsive bodice grew warm and moist for more. That was it. The Dom could stand it no more and made his move to consummate their night. He could sense his lover's discontentment. B. Passage from Decadence. 22. Underneath that sexual facade, why think? He really did not mean to wound her only curb her confidence, a little. A part of him worried if she would live with herself, for surrendering to his whim that night. If only she could see just how much she was cherished, by him. No such thing, his triumph would be short-lived, after that night. Stella decided that the end for this adventure was nowhere in. Sight for this man. She would make his hungry libido boil over, like a witch's black cauldron. That girl wanted to bring him to the brink of erotic madness. This would take skills, traycraft skills, and these were sensual attributes Stella happened to possess in abundance. Love was nowhere in this mix, just lust, libertinism, and revenge. Stella knew that if you show a man scandalous sensuality once, he will want that shit repeatedly. Like a predatory wolf in the wild hence giving a woman incredible leverage and power in the relationship. It was just her damn way. Mr. Bart was not only aware of this fact, but was threatened by it in a sense, both sensually and intellectually. Stella had too many dominant qualities in her. The threat matrix for Mr. Bart the Dom escalated by this revelation. He had to get a handle on this girl or she would learn how much of a handle she had on him. Same mindset as those fucked up officers. Uncanny. Hey, do not judge. Hate the plier, not the damn game. Therefore, with a wink of an eye, Stella really went to work. She continued to toy with his Russian Olympian-like body, all the while taunting him verbally, because she was on her own erotic mission to win this bout. Stella was so perplexed and vexed by both Bart and Julia, she failed to tend to her own gaping wounds. She chose instead to carry on with this obscene, yet scandalously alluring sexual debauchery. Oh, boy. You're not done, are you, baby? She asked seductive and tauntingly. Our night is just beginning. The look in Stella's eyes was that of cold steel. Bart, incoherent by this time, could only moan with pleasurable reprobation and reach for Stella, who pushed his hands. Passage from Decadence 23. Away. Oh no, you don't get it that easily. You have to earn the right this time. What the hell did she say that for? When Bart heard that retort, he began to fight back, most intensely. 
The poor dear had not counted on this turn of events and almost lost herself again, but managed to stay focused. She in no way was about to take herself out of this wild scenario. Hell no. Their bodies began to turn and twist like animals fighting to the death. The two sensual titans were enjoined in a lover's kiss, fighting against each other to gain control, while their bodies dripped with heated perspiration and DNA. There was no turning back from this sensation and sexual new high. Bart's ass was in it to win, as was his stellarn. The way forward from there was now a foregone conclusion, a bilateral shift of powers, so to speak. Bart tossed Stella on the bed where she could see his eyes clearly. In those hazel-green eyes of his was an ardent determination for her to submit to him. Stella would not and grabbed him around the neck, threw him at an angle on the bed while climbing on top of him to lock him into place. Deep within her may have been a submissive alter ego, however, at that moment, the dominant in her was not ready to leave the fucking building. Little could that dominant have known, just how temporary its shelf life would be, in those moments. That was short-lived, of course. Bart looked at her and smirked. She looked back at him. With a look that resembled a smirk, but was a warning, she was now in control of him. It was time to make him pay, and pay he would. Stella has long legs and arms that go on forever. She utilized them fully in that tiny room, where one the finest sexual act of her life was about to be explicitly expressed. She reached down and grabbed Bart by his masculine parts and began to slowly rub them soothingly. That woman set his callback spirit and alter ego ablaze. He was so caught up in ecstasy his mind completely left the room. But only briefly. In one instant, he stopped fighting against her and rotated his hips against hers. The perspiration on their bodies turned to passage from decadence. 24. Pure workout sweat and exhilaration. Stella moved her hand up and down his hardened member with great vigor and purpose. As the action and friction became more vigorous, Bart began to whisper, moan, toss, and turn. Stella knew immediately that it was time to up the ante. In one swift move, she slid him into her mouth so deep that his hardened member hit the back of her throat, gagging her. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Bart was caught off guard and helpless as hell. All he could do was scream in utter blissful rapture, to the point where Stella had to cover his mouth. To conceal the noise, of course. Try as he might, he could not be silent as she continued her act of oral pleasure and dominance. At this point, Mr. Libertine was ate the fuck up the military term for dazed and confused by ecstasy and bliss. He would never look at Stella in the same again. He had to have her, even if it meant taking her by force. Boy, I wouldn't advise that, just yet. Hey, I had a lieutenant colonel in the Kuwait theater tell me that my battle buddy's blowjobs kept his ass alive and fighting like hell to survive. Because the two lovers would hook up for their little sexual tryst after every fucking dogfight. Mead over greed, I say. After she taught me her technique, I know what this boy, Bart, was fucking experiencing. Again, do not hate the playa, hate the fucking. Game. Yes, yes, oh my god. Stella, Stella, damn it, baby, he screamed repeatedly all the while slapping his hands onto the headboard. Then she heard the have daughter that she had been waiting for. Stella looked up at him with that same Olay smirk on her face. She did not stop, and Bart's body began to shake insanely from erotic bliss. He was on the brink of ejaculation. Stella stopped quickly and moved upward toward his body to shift him towards the head of the bed, and this would prove her undoing. I'm kind of thinking to myself. Stella, 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 you were the one who taught me to never let up on any blowjob. Ever. Make him suffer, take it all into your throat. How on earth did you ever? Passage from Decadence. 25. Forget that tactic. 
Her bewildered prey grabbed her by the back of her hair and kissed her, as if he had never kissed her before. She realized that she would have no choice but to smile and kiss him back. Then, she would have to surrender. Her body quaked, slightly, from the thought of surrender, as the whites of Stella's eyes grew dry and direct. That woman despised defeat, of any kind. Bliss was fading fast, from her frame of mind. Bart pulled Stella down to the bed and laid on top of her, grabbed her breast and began to pull at her erect nipple with his teeth. With his right arm firmly in Stella's back, he gently cupped her chin with his free hand, kissed her gently, and never said a word. He smiled at her as he, shall we say, decided to make a stand for his manhood and masculinity. He stood up over Stella, and went to work. The, now, dominant within him opened her legs, pulled her. To him and entered her with a strength that forced all the air out of her lungs, literally. That girl's body slightly deflated, as did her domineering spirit. As he wailed in on her womanhood like a great white shark. Stella felt her stomach turn over, from the sensation, and she tried to slide away, to run, anything to stop the intense pleasure she could not control. It was to no avail, Bart was holding onto her for dear life, and he was wild and out of control. And he loved every passing moment of this intellectual and psychological stimulation. This was a fucking new high for Bart. In no way was he about to relinquish the reins to anyone or anything. His primary object, at that point, was to torment her sexually and mentally. She grabbed his head, trying to pull him away, but he would not stop, and simply could not stop. Stella let out a scream that sounded like pure agony, but was founded in total ecstasy and rapture. She looked at Bart, and with all the strength in her, pulled him up toward her face, and with a glance and a sigh, she whispered softly, I surrender, I surrender, but Bart still did not stop his sensual bombardment, because he couldn't. He was taunting her, she knew it, but she did not care. She... Passage from Decadence 26. Wanted him to stop, then again, she knew she could not stop this. They were on a mission of sensual madness. It was the eagerness, the edginess and exhibitionism that drove them both mad with passion. This lust had come to its full fruition on this night. In the case of these two lovers, timing was everything. As was the power of the hedonistic and libertine freedom of their sensuality. It was over, they were all in. There would be no dialing down of the sensual heat. None whatsoever. 27. Chapter 4 The Finale or The Beginning Moments later, the two began to calm themselves. However, if Stella thought this was the end, she could forget it. Bart had a plan of action. He rolled over next to her for a moment. But she wondered why he did that and got her answer instantly. He had rolled over only to catch his breath, and a moment later, he was back in the saddle again, and Stella was now his Arabian stallion. My God, you are so wet, he whispered as he slipped himself inside her, again. The boy's extended member was harder than ever. I can't help it, she panted. Ooh her mmmyyy googled. Stella and screamed against the mounting pleasure in her body. It was too good for her to keep fighting against, so she moved into him and let the tide go. They were two bodies, rolling, sliding, tossing, up and down like a seesaw. It was the best lovemaking session yet. However, Stella was stubborn, and would not admit it, even in silence. She just lay there whimpering with pleasure from every thrust, and sneaky bites on her neck. Her triumph came when she looked at Bart and said, I think I love you, and he told her, I love you too, Stella. It would be the only time during that lovemaking session that Bart would slow down. He rapidly commenced torturing Stella sensually while she enjoyed it. As he began to climax, he suddenly stopped, so Stella. M. 